0: Size. Catch your seeds. Just like Look out. Here comes Hello and welcome to the Carnival Personnel Stanley Sideshow. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And uh yeah, it's not sad. You know, he's 95. I- I'd say that's a pretty great run. Um I don't know if he had, like, lots of complications. I just know he ceased to be. It's a dead parrot. <laughs> <laughs> the parrot ceased to be. This Stan Lee wouldn't <laughs> boom if you put 20,000 volts through him. Uh, that's, that, that morbidly said, that that gallows humor moment was brought to you by two Ascons. Yes. Uh, but Stan Lee truly, I, I, I believe, stands alone at the top of the mountain when it comes to comics and and all things comics. There are, there, there's your Jack Kirby's, you know, there's your, you know, go, go down the list of, of, of Steve Ditko, the the Steve, the Frank Miller's. I mean, there are some Jim Lee's, there's some iconic, iconic people, but there's no close second to Stanley. I mean, he's been in comics actively Full time since 1938, 39 uh, at age 18 when he was named editor, you know, uh, took a couple of years off like, you know, most people did, at, at, you know, back then to go, you know, fight the Nazis yeah. Um
1: well, fight the Nazis with guns. With right, right, right. not on Twitter. No.
0: no. <laughs> yeah. Which it was a battlefield now. Uh but seriously, I mean, think about that. I mean, he he got a job at 18 in the industry mm. and by 19 he was editor took I think it was two or three years off. And and while doing service, fun fact, he was one of I want to say three or four if I remember hearing this correctly, um official army playwrights. Oh wow, that was one of his stuff. And he also drew um, like uh, uh, posters. He was a poster, you know, designer. Oh, like a propaganda kind of. And and, and his, you know, uh, and some of the ones that he did, and probably the most famous one he did was uh, basically for the no, no, (laughs) for the uh, for uh, you know, let's say if you were in France and you met a lady to you know put a little uh, Ah. cover up. It's like. I'm trying to think of what it was. It's a poster of some GI saying VD question mark capital letters not me. <laughs> uh that that was his that was his contribution to the war effort.
1: Oh my god. And how much do you think one of those original posters would go for
0: now? Like honestly, we you know, we, we, we we don't have enough money to have this conversation <laughs> about what what other people could pay for something like that. But seriously, it's just l- if for no other reason, the longevity, the absolute, you know, eight decades in the industry, you know, astounding, I mean, truly. Yeah. Uh
1: So I guess where do you want to start with Stan, the manly? I mean, you already kind of kicked it off with his. Well, as, it, with you, his... as you say, uh, the beginning's a good place to start. Yeah. Somebody said that. So he, uh, I don't
0: know, I guess this is where we
1: read Wikipedia to you well, for 20 minutes. Well,
0: well this, is, this is what I know from just, like, you know, the history. It's like, you know, like everybody in the era, it's like, you know, a born in the, the early 20s, you know, Jewish kid. The reason he changed his name wasn't because of, like, you know, uh, uh, didn't want to, like, you know, be, be known as a Jew or something like that. He didn't want to be known as a comic book writer. Hmm. He, Stan Lee was an abbreviation of his name because, like everybody else, he was sure he was going to be the great literary author. He had the great American novel just waiting to go. And for years, he introduced himself as a writer, but didn't, you know, be I mean, comic books in the 30s and the 40s. and you know, up, It was pulp. Uh, yeah, it uh, was... Honestly, up, up until like the 80s, comic book writing was not consider, you know what I mean? It wasn't the upper echelon. You weren't wearing Peabody's. Like, y- you're writing jingles. You're not a real musician. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's why he had abbreviated his name, or changed like his, his name, just because he wanted to save his real name for his real literary work.
1: I see. He was born Stanley Martin Lieber, December 28, 1922, in New York City. New York City? <laughs> <laughs> you were in mid-gulp. So yes, let's talk about um you know that that company he kinda helped
0: put on the map, Marvel. So as far as Marvel goes, yeah, from almost day one he was at the upper echelon. Uh and, and and you know, we're not gonna do a whole comic book history thing, but the comic books had a huge heyday during the war. Uh they waned a little bit after the war and then part of the McCarthy scare. Um, you know they—they they were uh, there was that whole Are you talking about the comic book code, the the, the the comic book code. But you know, I'm trying to think oh, of the right list? word. Yeah, like the blacklist. But but I'm trying to think of the cult, like like what McCarthy had said, and, and there was a whole buzz around it that it was um, something with the youth. It was corrupting yeah, the youth. It was influencing.
1: It was influencing their minds. Yeah,
0: and and you know, and thus birthed like the bullshit Archie comic kind of. Over homogenized, simplified, uh, and it's funny Americana. Yeah, so so you think about um, you know when, w- Captain America already existed when Stanley got to Marvel Comics, and that was created by by Kirby and. I'm trying to think of who Kirby's partner Steve was. Ditko. No, no, it wasn't Ditko. But but Kirby and and the other guy was getting screwed in royalties by the the Marvel owners, and then they jumped to what became DC Comics. And it's just funny for years how the writers and the authors, you know, would bounce before basically those two big magazines. You know, um, uh, DC. They would like toggle back and forth, um but stanley was always marvel and he saw it through a series of bankruptcies i mean i mean in the late 40s and the 50s i mean there was it, it would it would have its ebbs and flows um uh, but again comic books weren't really comic books as we know them until like the 80s like absolutely you know darker and and taken more seriously and taken more as as literary,
1: like uh, the Frank Miller kind of era, right? Yeah,
0: where, where they started winning awards for art, and they started winning awards for story, and they started being turned into movies. Well, that
1: was sort of like because the people who grew up reading comic books and grew, had an appreciation for it were now in power, and or right. are now influencers, and now they were able to give awards to you know people who wrote for comic books because they now have an appreciation. It's kind of like what we're doing, what we're seeing now. People grew up. You know, watching these, like the the lesser versions of, or, or they would, you know, we would watch these comic book iterations on television and in animation and whatever. And now we're finally to the point where we can write really good movies and TV shows, and um, and treat them with the regard in which they should be,
0: re- right. be treated with. And and so I mean, so Stan Lee, like you know, again the 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 the, the heyday of the. World War Two like era and stuff like that. Captain America, yeah. But then they, you know, superheroes went away. You know, in Marvel, they went away and they went away in DC for, you know, periods of time where they weren't as big and, you know, they had to scrape by on cowboy and and futuristic sci fi and yeah, stuff like that. Space age kind of stuff. And then, uh, but then in the 60s, so you think about that. I mean, 39 through like mid 60s it was grim times and kind
1: of like early 60s right late 50s early 60s
0: and then the uh dc came out with uh uh oh, it wasn't the justice league what was the precursor ah oh, it's killing me the, the precursor to the justice league um it had green lantern it had you know the 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 flash the league uh, of nations and the league, league of B- justice <laughs> i'll I'll like but anyways uh-huh. but that's when And it did really, really well, and that's gave you know Stan Lee the ability to, you know, uh, and it's funny because it's the it's considered of the worst Marvel movies, but the uh, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four saved Marvel. Like so, Marvel. So let's go down really quickly the list off the top of my head, the ones that I know that Stan Lee is given credit for creating. Mm -hmm. um, The biggest ones. Uh, probably of all time, you know, Spider-Man. He co-created Spider-Man. Um, Doctor Strange. Strange, uh, Thor. Uh, the Fantastic Four. Daredevil. Yep. Um, Hulk. Yep. I think those are the biggest ones that he
1: created. A little, little character that became more popular in the 2000s, Iron Man. Iron Man,
0: okay. X-Men. X well, Yeah, the X Men was Black jizz. Panther. Black Panther. That was, and it's funny when you when you listen to him talk about like, and then smaller ones like <laughs> Ant-Man. smaller ones like Ant Man, <laughs> where it's it's so funny how uncreative a lot of this was at the time. Beca- man, man, because you know. Um, you know, one comic would come out with Ant Man, and then the other one would come out with
1: Adamant. Adam Ant. Adam, or the Adam. Adam. Yeah, the, the you Adam. know,
0: uh, one would have, um, you know, again, like he he created the Fantastic Four because um, oh, Justice Society, Justice oh. Society of America. I knew I would get it. I almost lost my nerd card there for a minute. <laughs> he
1: found it, um,
0: but yeah, it was th- in uh, your pocket. Projector. You know, and, and it's always the same thing. You know, I mean, dear. Uh, um, with Slate Wilson and Wade Wilson. Like, like, Deadpool is just a ripoff of it. But they went back and forth. It's like, you know, and then he would come in and, like, DC would come out with this. Or, you know, when they did Spider-Man, like, they were basically going down the alphabet coming out with this man and that man and how many of these people went away. Mm-hmm. But, and, and the other thing is, you know, Stan Lee has been honest about his dishonesty, and I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but he's given credit for creating all of these things. Where it, it takes a village, it, it it did. I mean, it would. There was a writing room, and there was a writing staff, and people would, you know, you you. It's like one of those things. If like, if you're an engineer and you work for GE and you invent the light bulb that never goes out you can't patent that. Right. It's like the people who
1: write for Jimmy Kimmel or something like that, like you're, or, or Johnny Carson, you know, like Carson, not known for his, you know, monologue for that's a bad example. But like, if you're writing for like Eddie Murphy or something, you know, like he's getting credited for all those jokes, but he really had a bunch of
0: writers putting his material together. Yeah. I have a friend who is a ghost writer for comics. I'll introduce you to him someday. Kind of a douche, but funny guy. Anyways. Um, And so because he was the head of Marvel, he kind of got credit for a lot of stuff that he was part of and he might have been the lead of. But it's the same thing. It's just in the past five years that a guy named Bill Finger has been giving credit. Bob Kane has taken all the bows for Batman for 60 years. He came up with the name. The other guy came up with everything else. He was the Ben Affleck
1: to Matt. His <laughs>
0: I don't know if that's the, the apples to apples analogy we want to go with. How do you like them apples? Yeah. Um, but he has said, it's like, you know, in, in, you know he's been partnered with people like, like Danko for a long time. One of his partners, uh, I'm trying to think of which one of it was, and he co-created some stuff, was, became a real fan of, I can never say... That evil bitch's name, right? Iran. Hmm? The, you know the the woman, the, the the basically the Ann Coulter like the fifties and sixties who um, oh um, political person. God, I, I anyway, she, 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 like really fascist type, you know stuff. And they had a falling out well, over a, that. Oh, Ann Ran. Ann Ran. Yeah. yeah, one of his part longtime partners became with enamored with her, and it was trying to sneak. Like her philosophies into the comics, and yeah. and they part with you know one of his partners became it was a devout Christian who ended up again going and working on it wasn't archie comics, but archie type christian based comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. so he's created a lot of this at the same time, I mean. You know, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, uh, Einstein wasn't the, um, the inventor that Tesla was, but he was twice the businessman. And so
1: we get it. Stan Lee was humble in, to some extent about not taking all the credit.
0: But yeah, but he also understands. But at the same time, people understand he is the fa- I mean, who is the face of comics? uh stan yeah the man and there's no he was the man there literally is it's no close name. second yeah. uh and so people get that but just just the list of things that he has either created or co-created or was a driving force of getting from the writer's room to the pages to the little screen to the big screen um no 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 close second um and it's funny how some of his characters have literally stood the test of time. What's the biggest video game this in two thousand eighteen?
1: Red Dead Redemption two. I'm oh, going I'm to sorry.
0: punch <laughs> you in the nuts if I could find where your wife hit them. Uh, Spider Man. It is. Yeah. Um, and,
1: and in which Stanley makes a cameo. He does. And it, I, I believe to date
0: it's his final cameo. And so he. Uh, so I mean, just Spider Man alone. I mean that that's a. That character is older than us and is probably as big now as it's ever been.
1: Let's, I guess, let's talk about our experiences with these characters. So Spider-Man, what's your earliest memory of Spider-Man? You know what it is, baby.
0: I mean, those... Those low-grade, let's see if I can remember the theme. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, We the neighborhood it. Spider-Man. Spins away, catches thieves just like flies. Look, Look out. out. Here, Here comes, comes Spider-Man. Spider-Man. In, this, in the something of in night. In the still of, the night, night. of night. You At can he hear. I'm I'm At now. the scene of crime, crime, he arrives just, just in, in time. time. Yeah, that. Um, Captain America throws his mighty shield. Did you know the Ramones did a cover of it? I did know the Ramones did a cover of that, um, and I love the Ramones, but that's uh, one of the come downs. You know, no, nah, I mean it's it's, it's the original is just so oh god yeah. campy, yes, and, and and cap and you know what one of the things I love about the Captain America character um, that that they addressed right up front in the movies is how dated and campy it is. Yes, I mean one of the first scenes when um, and the Avengers. When Steve Rogers meets Agent Colson and Colson is over the top gaga, like can't control himself, you know, like, like a teenage girl in '64 meeting the Beatles. And he's, and then, you know, he has this nice moment where Captain America is like, you know, yeah, you know, that's kind of dated. And Colson's like, look, the things are about to come to light. You know, we might need a little. Old fashioned, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's a really nice moment. But they 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 joke about really your your big weapons of shield, <laughs> you know?
1: Right? Well, yeah, but that's that's Captain America. We're talking about Spider Man. Right, track.
0: But, so Spider Man. Uh, yeah, th- that's it. I mean, as a kid, that was it. I mean, as a kid, it was always like you know Batman, um, but probably Spider Man. Not a close second, but second it was probably Batman, Spider Man. Honestly, Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, don't be shamed.
0: No. was uh, great. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, I don't know how many Spider-Man outfits I, I wore through. You I know, mean, uh,
1: honestly, I think if you were a kid in the 70s and 80s, you had to have some sort of Spider-Man underwear. Uh, underwear or pajamas. Uh, I'm sorry. They were called... Uh, under ruse, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, th- okay, where the girls had Wonder Woman under ruse, fun, and the boys had the Spider
0: Man. Fun fact, um, in the famous uh, uh, Marsha Brady, Marsha, you know, was she, yeah, the football uh, one for oh, no, is
1: the one with the football, yes,
0: huh. and, and she, she, her nose is swollen and she doesn't want to go to the prom, yeah, her prom date was the dude, i bat with actors' names, but he played the live action. Spider-Man in the 70s, like there was a short-lived Spider-Man oh TV show, Whoa. and I remember saying, wait a minute, I mean, I think that's one of the first ah. times I was like, wait a minute, that's, that's Peter Parker, and he's on the Brady Bunch, which was in syndication at the time, I remember that being a little bit of a confusing thing for me, um, but yeah, I mean, all the iterations of that. For me,
1: I think the earliest memory of Spider-Man was on the electric company. Uh, Remember when yeah. Spider-Man would have the little interstitials and he wouldn't talk. He was just basically it was mime. It was my introduction to both Spider-Man and miming. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he would do like the little web crawling thing into between panels. Um and uh it was uh it was fun and that was sort of like the the it, it was it was like a weird like a uh, alternate universe version of Spider-Man.
0: Where do you rank up Spider-Man just randomly showing up in Family Guy? Everybody gets one. (laughs) (laughs) It's up there. It's up there. But, yeah, I think... Yeah, uh, uh, apparently everybody gets one. (laughs) Like, like they had a call back to it, like, seasons later.
1: (laughs) But uh, but just, like, think about the the character of Peter Parker. Like, he wasn't an alien. He wasn't a god.
0: He wasn't... He was just a fucking kid. And one of the things that Stan Lee, I've heard in umpteen interviews over the years, um, gave him a shitload of problems. Like, he's one of the first, or if not the first, superhero who had legitimate like, problems. Who, um, a really good friend of mine, and uh, here, here's probably my favorite Spider Man, um, thing. My buddy Mike Regonia, who I keep threatening to have on the show, who is this wall behind me, but a video it, games, but he, he is a, a TV and a music and a movie collector, yeah. Um, he, around like 70, 75, 77, 78, somewhere in there, um, had, they, there, was, there was albums at the time, like story albums. Like you could get comic book albums, and it right. would tell a whole story. They didn't make movies, you know what I mean? Or instead of having the money to make a movie, they would do these albums. Anyways, he ended up having a song, and was, which was a title track to one of these albums these Spider-Man albums uh, that they were really hoping would get airplay on the top 40 where Peter Parker is looking in a mirror and it's Peter Parker looking in the mirror and he's seeing a reflection of Spider-Man and he was really weighing. It's like, I can't be a Peter Parker and be Spider-Man. One of these, one of these guys has to go. I either have to become Spider-Man or I have to put Spider-Man to the side and live my life type thing. And it was this teenage angst thing. Like he, I mean, he couldn't go to the prom. You know what I mean. He couldn't. He, like those are the real problems that they gave him. You know, um, it's it, kind of
1: like what we're doing now online. If you think about it, like you know, we live this double life online. Like we put the best superhero version of ourselves online. You know, so we live in that sort of secret identity. You know, we're we're really nerdy and awkward in real life, say, but then online but a grinder. We're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, hey um,
0: but yeah, I mean that's the, that's one of the appeals from it, and. You know, uh, again, he like you said, he wasn't from another planet. He wasn't, you know, he was just a run of the mill kid. And but he was smart
1: the, too, like he, you know, he built the web shooter and all that. Uh,
0: and that's always a funny thing how it toggles back and forth between him
1: building it and it being inherent to the radioactive he, he, he spider bite. He can shoot, right? Exactly. Right. Uh, was it, it an uh, allegory for jizz?
0: Was, <laughs> well, it was a teenage boy who spent a lot of time alone in his room squirting white stuff out of it. Uh, <laughs> but no, so so that yeah, that's um and i I've, I've it's changed since the marvel cinematic universe has come to be it's it's funny how some of my old favorite characters i was never a huge x-men guy never never um my friend you know sully or our friend sully uh he has a, probably a 8, 10 inch gambit like tattooed on his arm. Uh, I I li- I love the X Men movies. Um, I never didn't like the X Men, but my favorite. Well, you know, my my you know dearly departed dog, you know who I had before the Marvel Cinematic Universe came, was named Loki because Thor was always one of my favorite, and you know I always had my the Thor hair and stuff like that. Um, uh, not, not so much the body, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, I like as a kid. Uh, late teens and stuff like that. I really, I I love the Thor Loki storyline. That was one of my favorites.
1: I mean, so uh, again, that's sort of like a one eighty from the Spider Man character. Thor is a god from Asgard, from, so he's both an alien and a god. So go like that. Now Stanley's doing basically DC.
0: Correct. You know um, that that was. I mean, that was.
1: Was that was that him trying to was that. Marvel saying we need a, a god among men kind of character to compete with the DC stuff.
0: So that came around the same time. Well, th- you know, uh, um, I, I I don't know the timeline, but we would have to think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. do, do you know what Shazam's name is? What Shazam was always known. His name is not Shazam. He yells Shazam to turn to go from Billy Batson into the character that is.
1: Oh, oh, I mean, there's a movie coming out that next year. is.
0: Who? What? What is Shazam? Who is Shazam? I don't know, Captain Marvel. Oh, which is so funny because
1: another Marvel we call Captain Marvel that's not Shazam.
0: So, so, so that's who that's who Shazam is. So, but because Marvel and when Shazam came to be, when Captain Marvel came to be, Mm -hmm. and and you know, completely changing the subject, uh, Miss Marvel we know is the big hero coming up in Avengers Mm -hmm. four, but because. Marvel Comics was kind of not a big thing at the time when Captain Marvel, because he's a Marvel, but he came from the gods. Mm-hmm. Like he got his power, you know, from – and that's how – and so maybe Thor came around the same time because, you know, Billy Batson is a – I think a 10 or 12-year-old kid right. where Thor – Thor. Thor had a presence on Earth. Thor was, you know, the funny thing is, walked with a cane, Donald, oh, it's killing me, his his real name. Like, he used to be, and then he would tap his cane and, you know, hold it aloft and would change into Thor. And they had an homage to that in the original Thor movie okay. uh, that came out with Chris Helmsworth where he was this regular guy and then, you know, uh, anyways, he got his power of Thor back. But yeah, that's one of those things where, you know, was, oh, here, here's here's Captain Marvel who yells to Sam and he gets the power of these gods. Well, we need a god of our own type thing. Um, okay.
1: So, I mean, were you big on, I mean, I guess you were big on reading Thor and Loki and all and, and that. And
0: probably my favorite Marvel comic through the 80s and early 90s when I was probably mid-80s, you know, high school and most people could really get into cuz uh, I could I had a job and I could get my own uh, that's the only reason I got into them later uh daredevil was always one of my favorite I was always fascinated by daredevil uh the subtitle the man without fear which is funny because that's green lanterns you know big thing. you know um interesting yeah man without fear uh but yeah, so Daredevil was one of my favorites all, all through the 80s and early 90s, Who's had, who, through the TV Marvel universe, has had a research into the last four or five years. That's probably the number two biggest TV property of, of the Marvel TV thing, because I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, funny enough, Agent Coulson wasn't in the comics. And he was such a huge hit. From the movie. From the movie. So that's another podcast for another day. But that's gone like eight seasons. But on the net, it's without a doubt, like the only one that's got a season three is Daredevil.
1: Yes. And from what I understand, that's a fantastic show. Well, okay. Uh, it is. It uh, is a. Vincent great D'Onofrio
0: show. is a great, fucking awesome. Right, and,
1: and without him, there is no Daredevil no, show.
0: No, no, because he wasn't in season two. Right, but I mean, he, right. But he is such a great, and that's one of my all-time. And I remember they didn't do it exactly like it, but like uh, the Kingpin was the King. You know, it was just fun because uh, they've done a nice job on the Marvel TV cinematic universe by. Putting together the um oh what what is it called now? Uh, mm. what? Iron Fist, Luke Cage, yeah. Jessica Jones, and Daredevil. What's their group called? Dude. Anyways. <laughs> no, but they just had a season. Anyways. I don't know. But Daredevil and they that's cancelled? No, no, no. It did, well, <laughs> Two uh, of them Luke, Luke But they um but they did. They they did uh the, you know, the Daredevil has I haven't seen season three yet. Right. Because I haven't it came out while I was gone, and I will binge watch the crap out of that. Season 1 and 2 are really, really great, and I love that the big fight at the end of Season 1, um, un- unlike in the comics that happened at Yankee Stadium, where Daredevil was basically kingpins like, beat the crap out of me one-on-one, I'll go away, you know, type thing, mm-hmm. A- and they they came... Their, their, their final showdown was really good. I really, really loved Daredevil. Anyways, but as far as you know, Stan Lee, um, do you have a favorite character?
1: Uh, I'm pretty. I, I'm not. I'm not. I was not a comic book guy. I guess if you, if I had twist my arm, Spider-Man. I mean, that's the the low hanging fruit or whatever you want to call it. It's the the the, the cop out. Um, only because he's the most recognizable. He's probably the most relatable to me. You know, I was never into. I was never really big into X Men, even though the cartoon came out in the '90s was phenomenal, so I've heard. Because I didn't watch. Oh,
0: you it. didn't? Did you watch? So you obviously watched the Spider Man one.
1: Yeah, but again, it's I. I didn't like. It's it's before me. Yeah, it was '67. Um, I mean, I would watch it, but it was like you know. Pretty pedestrian. Like I wasn't like enthralled by it. Like I, I'm not. I wasn't a big comic. There was guy. a short-lived Iron Man one too. Yeah, I don't. Really, I didn't even know about that. I mean, and then Black Panther. We you know we. Because we live in Whiting, Whiting, Whitingville, you know, USA. Like that stuff didn't come. We nobody talked about Black Panther I, I, up I, until the movie came out recently. No, I for yeah, the most part. for the
0: most part. I mean, the, the big thing that I knew is that's where vibranium had always come from. It had always come from the Black Panther. Oh, that that's okay. that's not a new thing. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not going to be here and say, you know, I was a big Luke Cage and Black Panther guy growing up. You know, but it was it was uh it was um, it's astounding the fact that he's had so many properties. So you, you think and, about it,
1: and let's not gloss over the Incredible Hulk
0: because we talk about. That was a bit it Was who that, was the biggest superhero in the seventies?
1: God, it had to. Well, it, it oh, Hulk's up there. Hulk is. up. I mean, Superman came late.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's right. Superman. Right. Superman seventy eight. So, but you
1: no, know, before that, on television, especially. I mean, you had Bionic, the Bionic Man, but that wasn't really a superhero. It kind of was, but and there weren't really any superhero movies to speak of. So really, all you had were comics and television. Uh, Incredible Hulk. Everybody knew who Lou Ferrigno was, yep. you know, a- and it, uh, it 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 that and Wonder Woman. You know, like Wonder Woman was DC, but for Marvel, the Hulk was its presence on television as far as superheroes go. I mean, do make action. me angry. Why not? You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> I don't like you now. <laughs> it's still one of the best <laughs> lines ever. I'm. All, I think one of the best lines is I'm always angry. That well that you have to know that. That is, or that, or I'm not that kind of doctor, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but I do. Yeah, that that's my favorite line from The Avengers. One of my secret.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm always angry.
0: But uh but, but yeah, uh, so the, the inc- TV show. Yeah, yeah, the
1: Incredible Hulk. I mean, he was sort of like, right, like he was the the Marvel, uh, you know, the face of Marvel for a couple of years, like that. He was everywhere,
0: you know? You know, my, my friend Ronick's favorite character is She-Hulk. I mean, it's a, it's a so you think about that. He has, when, when you got the guy, again, you know, Bob Kane uh, a, 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 and Bill Finger, you know, 60 years on, a, I, I, I don't want to say one character, you know, because Batman and the Rogue Gallery and, and it's expanded to so much. But in one in one encapsulated universe, you know, the guys who created Superman and stuff like that. But here he is. It's like he's created, you know, six or seven that rival those that that you know had TV shows in the '60s that had TV shows. I mean, there was a, like I said, Spider-Man show in the '60s. There was a Spider-Man show in the '70s. There was a Spider-Man movie, you know, all a trilogy in the '90s and a trilogy in the 2000s. And now we are on the third version of cinematic. You know, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the one of the things talking about the bankruptcies that Marvel has gone through, um, it was grim times, and that's when they had to sell off uh, Fantastic Four. That's when they so- they sold off in the I think in the seventies and the early eighties. Uh, they sold off Spider Man. Uh, they sold off the Fantastic. No, they, I don't think they ever sold the Fantastic Four. I think that's the one that he held on to because that's the one that's nearest and dearest to his heart cuz that is the one that saved Marvel from bankruptcy early on. Um but they did. He he sold so many they had to sell so many of their properties to, you know, keep Marvel afloat over the years and it's just in the past 20 years that they've been big enough to buy a lot of them back and that's why you know I think you know the movies have gotten you know, a lot better.
1: Um, what about the um, what was the deal with his sort of compensation? Because you know he was he was he wasn't like you know rubbing two dimes together to you know kind of make a living. You know he made a, a decent living, but was there was there was this consensus after the movies had sort of taken off that Stanley wasn't getting the proper compensation for his
0: creations? There's always been. A lo- There's always been so many lawsuits with so many different things about who really owns what. Um, kind
1: of like the Beatles in the 70s.
0: Yeah, pr- pr- pretty much it's one of those things. I, um, so I don't I don't know all the legalities. But yeah, he he's made more money the past 20 years in his movies, in his properties, than he had the previous 50 combined. You know, without a doubt.
1: And then, I mean, what puts Stan Lee as far as like celebrity on the map?
0: He's always... Uh, he's always um he's always been the face of it. Long before the cameo started in the movies, he and and he didn't do this for himself, like but some of his writers would put him in like like tiny little things. There'd be a a, a guy in a hospital bed completely bandaged up and you couldn't see his face, but the clipboard would have like you know, paint Lee, the patient's name.
1: Lee, Stan, yeah.
0: Yeah. Or And same with Kirby. They would always put him. And then people really like that. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. He's been running, he, he's been in the comics. He's been doing cameos in the comics for a long time. But I mean, even
1: like in the popular culture.
0: He, you know, because he owned, he was the face of Marvel. And he was the continuing face of Marvel all through these times. Uh, and he understood the power of media, and so he would go on the talk shows. He would, uh, in fact, one of the interesting things is he funded himself in the late nine, uh, the late eighties. This is when, you know, the Superman does really huge, Batman does really huge. You know, comics were really starting to have A-list directors be attached to them, and be. He ended up doing. I want to say I'd have to look it up. But I, I remember, I remember seeing these. I don't know if I ever owned them, but I've seen them. But they they made their rounds around, like you know, um, the the the, the comic cons and stuff like that. Way back in the different
1: in the nineties and stuff.
0: Yeah, he had he funded it. Was either a nine or eleven part um, Legends of Comics, where it was a talk show that he hosted, mm. and he would have Frank Miller, and and, and at the time, I mean. Frank Miller wasn't Frank Miller. He was becoming Frank Miller, but he probably had, like, you know, Watchmen and in, in The Dark Knight Returns out, but I don't know if The 300... You know, I mean, this is... This is two decades before The 300 was made into a movie. This was a couple decades before, you know, uh, the animated, like, Dark Knight Returns. But he would have, like, Jim Lee. Um, I'm trying to forget, like, one of the guys... So he had, like, four guys on who ended up... Um, uh, Todd McFarlane, you know, uh, the guy, you know, yeah, for Spawn, yeah, right. But who's also what is pro- what's 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 made Todd McFarlane more money than most small countries are, are his action figures,
1: yes, right? The, the, the detailed
0: action figures and the sports figures, the, uh, yeah. Um, but on one of the shows, you know, it's really funny and it was very Stan Lee he challenged one of the artists to. On the show, a draw off or something. C- c- come up with a new character oh, right. and, and 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 create his backstory and tell me about him. And as the show was like mounting, and he was drawing and he was talking about him, and he was like kind of freestyling. He says, "So, you know, what do you think some of um, some of our new characters, rogues, would be?" Like he automatically... like he, you know, it's like, "Hey, create this character." And by the end of the show, look what we created. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but you know. The the ever since then I mean by the time you know that rolled around I mean he had the money and he had the backing or or, or the success in having been to the face two comics by them because through the seventies he was doing TV shows he was doing appearances he was showing up anywhere that he could get in the media in any way
1: right and then after he left Marvel he uh, created his own company Stanley Media and then um it filed for bankruptcy there was some shady dealings going on uh but then in 2004 uh he had that um I'm sorry 2007 he had that show that reality show on TV who so you want to be who wants to be a superhero do you remember that it was yeah. like a sci-fi channel show uh you know, and see, I'm a, now I'm just wrapping up. How about the
0: com? How about the cameos? Like yeah, so, the cameos, so the, cameos the, the cameos of the movie started. I think in Iron Man. No. Right.
1: Oh, he wasn't in Iron
0: Man. No, he definitely was. It's one of my, you know. Well, yeah. Iron
1: Man was the first Marvel
0: movie. Uh, X Men. Like he did. He was in.
1: Oh, like a, oh okay. Yeah, I think that, in that's like f-
0: two, in two thousand. <laughs> yeah. Uh he was in an, the first one. He was. See, I'm thinking Mar- Mar- maybe a MCU, po-
1: the was. MCU, right? right. But, um, but X Men is fine. But yeah,
0: he's done all these cameos. He's also done it on all the Marvel TV shows, even the ones. There's like one called like The Runaways on Hulu. Mm. I've seen it on demand, and it was okay. You know, it's like a low grade X Men. You know, type. One of my,
1: I mean, one of my favorite uh, ones was for like I think it was Iron Man three, where uh, Tony Stark shows up at a gala. And uh, he's on the red carpet, and he's walking in, and he goes, uh, "Hey, Hugh, uh, hey, half, how's it? I love you." And he turns around, and it's Stan Lee, in a, in a after right? Yeah, and it's like perfect.
0: Uh, his Stan Lee's favorite cameos came in the Age of Ultron, and it's his favorite one because he was in two scenes. It was a two-parter at a party. Um, it's all these Avengers and it's Steve Rogers, some Steve Rogers pals from World War II mm-hmm. who are 90. <laughs> you know, and yeah. Thor is uh is drinking some Asgardian thing. And Stan Lee's like, hey, let me have some of that. And, and Thor's like, no, you can't possibly have some of this. And he has it. And it's like it wipes him out. And then there's a scene at the end of the party where a couple of his war buddies are carrying him out and he's completely out of it and inebriated and he yells excelsior as he's going (laughs) um and he had said that it's his only two cameo appearance and he was hoping that it would lead to a three cameo appearance uh so uh, you know I did not know this but you know seeing a couple uh uh, you know those video obituaries on online about him which those come out like hours after the guy passes but
1: but that's because they're written you you know months before change yeah um But some of the other ones, like the more obscure cameos uh, in, um, what is it? I think it's one of the Lego, I think it's like Lego Marvel superheroes. You have to like uh, find the Stan Lee in each section. Oh, that's fun. You know, it's like, hey, I'm Marvel Stan Lee, you know, that kind of thing. And he's actually doing the voice and he's... You have to just find them and everything. So, like
0: you said, between the games, between so here's a fun fun fact. It's um, the the aggregated like uh, Rotten Tomatoes is like seventy three percent of movies. uh, The movies he's in have a favorability rating of seventy three percent, and the ones the Marvel movies that he's not in, it's like thirty six percent. But those are some movies that, like you know, before the MCU was created, those are like
1: the Fox owned, like Fantastic Four, and right, X-Man, right, yeah.
0: and stuff like that. Right. Um, and, and, oh, the
1: Raimi Spider-Man was he in the Raimi Spider-Man
0: movies? Yeah, yeah, he, okay. you know, he had to, you know, um, of course he had to have been. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, but it's fun, like you know, some some of them are really fun, but like we just talked, like you know, one of his best ones was in the uh, the Titans, Teen, Teen Titans, Titans go to the movies.
1: They're driving down the movie, The Warner Lot, and he, they're in one of those electric carts, I think. And they run over, they run into Stan Lee, and he's like hanging onto the um, onto the, uh, the windshield. And he goes, hi, it's a Stan Lee cameo. Wait a minute. No, no, this- no he
0: goes into a whole dance thing. It's oh, a whole, right? like, yes, yeah, yeah, 30 yeah.
1: seconds. And then he goes, wait a minute, this is a DC movie. Ah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: Stan Lee. <laughs> you know, he's, he, and... You know one of the great things about him is he's how how oh how out of the way he'll go to make fun of himself being himself yeah um you know just like you know with that cameo um he's been on uh oh it, it was really great uh there was a running gag where he's had a restraining order against sheldon on big bang Theory. big bang theory that he's been on that for a couple of times uh-huh. um did he? Do you know when he did The Simpsons? If it was him doing the voice, Probably. or was, it had to
1: have been. I mean, what, what? How could he not? Like, what, are you going to get somebody else do
0: Stanley? Um, and you know, and and uh, it's funny because like you know, Kevin Smith put him in a cameo in Mallrats, and Kevin Smith said that gave him Kevin Smith the credibility in the comic world that he's still living off of today.
1: <laughs> He's attending uh, or he has attended his services, right? Like the, I, I can't imagine he he hasn't. Right. I think I th- he's probably was he doing something? You you, you, probably, you don't know. I think I think he might be like giving a eulogy at stand. I wouldn't be room.
0: surprised. And and as we like to say with some of the older like icons that we've lost in the past, like since we've been doing the podcast, um, and you always say it best. It's like he still had dates on the book. Yep.
1: Yep. And there's. Further Stanley cameos to see in future Marvel movies because uh, they filmed a bunch of scenes with Stanley you know and just sort of like doing ordinary things where like you know uh, you know a character can look off screen and then notice Stanley or something like that the
0: the Stanley Lee cameo you will not see is um, in in the Guardians of the Galaxy a uh, gun. Peter Gunn had James Gunn James Gunn had written a um, yeah it's a Peter Gunn theme Uh, so so James Gunn when the guardians get to the collector's museum they wanted him to be in one of the in one of the jars one of the jars and when Groot like looked over at him Stan Lee was to flip him off (laughs) Uh, but Disney, who owned it at the time, said no, because he's the face of Marvel, and even though Peter Quill had given the finger and there's a lot of crude comedy in there, they didn't want him to be it, so that's why they had to come up with a cameo uh, in that where... Um, he's a lectures old guy hitting on uh, on Sandar that's like right. like rockets like looking for that's like okay a bounty though. yeah that's okay yeah, yeah giving the
1: finger that's hey, crossing the line that's but okay slapping a alien's ass
0: I <laughs> didn't slap her. He on uh, on camera anyway
1: yeah oh by the way one thing I do want to mention is that I follow uh, John DiMaggio is a voice actor he does the voice of Bender on Futurama and he. Posted out as his like everybody gave their sort of like experiences with stan lee and posted pictures of themselves with stan lee and all that he's like maybe this is too soon but stan lee was enthralled with boobies like he if you had boobies like you were on his team like you was like he loved like just sort of he lit up every time he was in a room with like a pretty girl especially a you know well endowed pretty girl, but then that sort of explains a lot of the pictures you see of like these celebrity, you know, usually it's celebrity actresses that are you know stacked and a big smiling Jim uh, Stan Lee with his <laughs> arm around her. Um, but you know, it, it was all good, he wasn't like lecherous, but it was like he was smiling a little. His, I think, his heart grew three sizes that day.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> or I think it was his heart. So, so who is your favorite? Uh, um Stanley the the characters that he's been given credit for like now and in the past like I I've I always told been a huge, you fucking Spider-Man huge man. Iron Man fan. Yeah. Um again not the biggest X-Men fan. I like the X-Men, but Iron Man, do you have a second? Uh
1: um is there a second Spider-Man?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean,
1: I wasn't again. Let's be Full disclosure, wasn't big into comic books. A very, like, whatever came across television in 1980 through now, <laughs> that's what I kind of got into. Um, so, like, I mean, Hulk was cool, uh, I, but I didn't, you know, Doctor Strange, I didn't know anything about Doctor Strange. Uh, I didn't know anything about Iron Man until the movies. So, no, I'd I have to say that. I associate Stan Lee with Spider-Man, end of story. Like that, I'm very one-dimensional, wrong guy to ask about Stan Lee. Probably shouldn't be doing this podcast with you. <laughs> you should probably have Sam over here doing it with you. Uh, somebody who knows what they're talking about. I'm not Sam, okay? Probably, probably, probably Sully. Right. Uh, I think Why don't Sam's you ask me what my can. favorite Stan Lee character is? What's your favorite <laughs> Stan Lee character? Ending the podcast man. <laughs> that guy's great. Yeah, well... So rest in peace, Stan the Man Lee. Um, your contributions to pop culture are almost, almost. I think he's like him and Walt Disney are pretty much like neck and neck as far as like popular that's culture fair. influence. That, like that's fair. You know, I mean, as far as figureheads go in popular culture, he there he's right up there on the Mount Rushmore of popular culture icons um, or innovators or you know. Legends in their own time. He's up there. I mean, how crazy is it that
0: he was this successful around this long, and but his greatest success came from age 75 to 95? Yeah,
1: he's like Roddy Dangerfield, you know? He did, they found success late in life. That's just a, a testament. Never give up. Never surrender. Wait, that's Galaxy Quest. Okay, but uh,
0: one question I do want to ask you is though. I, I thought it was with Churchill, but we're going with Galaxy Quest. Why? Never give up. Never surrender. That's William Churchill, but you gave it credit to <laughs> Galaxy <laughs> Quest, which it's all good with me. <laughs>
1: um, what was I going to say? The did he did he own a normal pair of glasses? No,
0: no, no. He he had them all designed by Elton John. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or stolen from.
1: Uh, so yes. Please wrap up this lovely tribute to Stan Lee. This is probably, I think, this is officially the two hundred millionth tribute to Stan Lee on the
0: internet. So we congratulate ourselves for that. (laughs) High five! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. Again, it's like you know, growing up, huge Spider-Man guy. Always been a big, um, and I was really great. I was really happy that um, that uh, the D-list character or the C-list character of Iron Man is you know is what it is. But I, I, again. Um, you know, what was interesting was Stanley making him a a womanizing drunk, you know, I mean, I mean, Bruce Wayne would play a womanizing drunk, but it wasn't, but, but Iron Man was, uh, he did, he took a lot of chances, um, smart guy, shrewd guy, you know, like I said, my dog was named Loki, um, that's it, yeah, I can't say anything else that you did not uh. We ha- what a great run ninety five. It's not over because you, you know a few more cameos to go. But no, I think it.
1: it's over. I think the, um, the, hey. the 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 mortician would disagree.
0: Uh, <laughs> so finally, finally, I can add Stanley to the list of people I can do a fantastic impression of. <laughs> you know, up until this moment, not not you know my 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 my. 90 year old Brooklyn Jew wasn't my best impression, right. but I can now do a fantastic impression. Yep. Well, I'll do my impression of Stanley Excelsior.